Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Prime Podcast. I'm your host Bhavna Acharya. I don't have any guest with me on this podcast, so it's just going to be me talking. And what I'm going to be talking about is the stream of NFOs that are seemingly never-ending, and what you should be doing about them. Now, all your attention may be on IPOs. That's not surprising. We did just have a massive IPO week where. reportedly there was nearly 2.6 lakh crore worth of application amounts received and not to mention the absolute bumper listings that these ipos managed so the news headlines may be devoted to the nifty regaining the 20000 mark ipos listing and rising strong gdp numbers and all of that but you may be hearing from your relationship manager or seeing it on your mf platform that this is great new nfo coming up and not just one more than one in fact the nfo stream has been flowing fast and strong so just to give you an idea there have been about 100 nfos in just this past 6 months alone and if we take the past one year there have actually been over 200 new funds hitting the markets now that's a giant list of funds you know that you could be potentially investing in and some of these do sound super enticing in terms of you know what they say they follow in terms of strategies this momentum and alpha and microcap and innovation defense housing us bonds and so on and so forth and it's not just funds there are also uh, you know uh, quite a few new amcs themselves that appear to be doing something different or which appear to be the one that could give established agencies a run for their money so the question is should you invest in these nfos in these new amcs what should your nfo approach be how do you evaluate what to go for what to avoid so i am going to be covering all these questions answering all these uh topics in this podcast Let's take the question of the new AMCs first. There have been quite a few new players in the field in the past few years such as Y2 Capital, Bajaj Finserves, Zeroda, NG, TrustMF, GrowMF to name just a few. There are uh, slightly older ones also but still new compared to the established players such as uh, Samcore ITI. Of the AMCs potentially lined up are Helios Capital, Oldbridge Capital, Unify Capital, you know, just to name a few. So, what of these new AMCs? There are two aspects here. The first is that several of them, you know, uh, such as uh, Helios Capital or White Oak or Oldbridge, you know, where they have the strong backing of their PMS ability, that is to say they have a track record of building and managing portfolios for years and in several cases you know the portfolios they manage run into several million so i mean they are not newbies to the market they have been managing money they are not small players and they may absolutely have the capacity or you know the ability to give established amcs a run for their money the question though is whether they actually will do that while they may be experienced market players you know we don't really know we do not know how well these outfits are able to translate 
the strategies they followed in their PMS portfolios into mutual funds. I mean, uh, if at all they do, but you know, uh, it's it's not necessary that all their funds are going to be great simply because they already have been in the market for so long. Remember that PMS portfolios, AI portfolios and the like are managed very differently from a normal mutual fund. Like the investor risk appetite, the rules governing management of a portfolio and its allocations, market cap definitions, the nature of mutual funds, etc. are all very, very different from what a PMS or an AIF would be or what those kind of investors would require from a portfolio. Therefore, a Marquis brand and a track record does not immediately translate into good long-term outperformance once they started mutual funds. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not pulling down an AMC here or uh, anything, but if I were to give an old example, right? Motilal Oswal AMC comes to mind. This AMC was an established PMS house and funds from the AMC when it started off, it was on a very firm footing. But that performance severely collapsed about three years after launch, especially in its flagship fund. And that performance was subpar for nearly four or five years. It's only just picking up in some funds. Therefore, it is not an immediate given that funds from new AMCs will be better than the existing uh, AMCs that there are. The question always is whether these funds are able to beat their index consistently because that's a mark of a good fund. It doesn't matter whether it's an old AMC or a new AMC, right? What you need from your fund is that it delivers. If it does not deliver, no amount of fancy investment processes, whether that's a transformer model or a momentum model or a pro-cyclical or opco-finco model, whatever it is, is going to make any difference. So just because there's a new AMC coming up doesn't mean that it is going to be great. It doesn't mean that you need to immediately look at it. It doesn't mean that it is automatically going to deliver or have good funds that you can add to your portfolio, right? Always look to what your portfolio needs. Now, I'll talk about this more later. I mean, especially in terms of how you approach an NFO. But for now, let's get into the second lot of AMCs. The second lot of these new AMCs, these are the more passive-focused AMCs, where the aim is to build a suit of index funds. Obviously, here, track record isn't a criteria to be concerned over because, you know, you have the index uh, performance to go by. The key, of course, is which index they choose. If it's the normal set of indexes, you know, like the Nifty, the Sensex, the Midcap 100, etc., well, there isn't anything new here really, right? They're not doing anything uh, very different. Otherwise, some of the AMC, uh, some of the indices that these AMCs may choose may be interesting enough or uh, these indices may not have that many other funds on that index. So if passive only AMCs pick up these indexes, it could definitely be worthwhile. Uh, uh, to give an example, Zeroda, for example, uh, they started out with index funds on the large mid-cap 250, on the nifty large mid-cap 250. And that's really interesting because there was only one other index fund on this index. And this index is one that gives large mid-cap funds a run for their money. So 
in uh, passive only AMC's, it is going to be interesting to see what kind of uh, indices they pick up. And uh, always, you know, you go by the merit of the index and not just because there's this new uh, AMC that's offering it. So how and when should you invest in NFOs? What should your approach be? How would you evaluate them? Should you add them to your portfolio, not add them? What do you do, right? Now, I will begin by saying that investing at the time of an NFO offers no real benefit usually. You can always invest in these funds later. Unless, of course, it's a closed-end fund, which anyway you should be avoiding in most cases, but that's a different topic, right? You are not getting in cheap in an NFO. That's a, a, a belief that a lot of investors have. They believe that by investing in a fund at the time of its NFO, they are getting in cheap because the NAV is only rupees 10. The NAV is 10 because there is no portfolio to value yet. Remember that NAV, a fund's NAV is a reflection of its portfolio's value. With no portfolio, there has to be some uh, NAV set. So, you know, fund set it at rupees 10. It doesn't matter whether it's 10 or rupees 100. Once the fund deploys the amount, it could go up or it could go down depending on the markets, depending on what stocks or bonds that the fund invests in. So remember that NAV is just a number. It's the movement in the NAV that is important. The movement in the NAV is the returns. That is what you're looking for in a fund and not the absolute NAV. Right? The second point to remember before we proceed, and that is at the time of an NFO, you know absolutely zero about the fund. You don't know its portfolio. You don't know how it will do. You don't know how it is going to respond to changes in market cycles. You don't know how it's going to pick the stocks or the bonds. You basically do not know how that fund is going to perform. It can be a shining star once it builds its portfolio or it could turn out to be an absolute dud. Right? There is no way you can come to a conclusion on whether a fund is good or bad by reading its presentation. The third truth in NFOs is that there are very few new funds now that would be able to do something truly different from the hundreds of funds that there already are. Okay, so let me just recap this. Number one, the truth in NFOs is that it, you're not getting in cheap if you invest in the fund at the time of its NFO. You can always invest in it later. The second is that at the time of an NFO, you do not know anything about the fund on which to make an informed decision. And the third is that it is very hard for new funds now to be truly differentiated from the rest that there are. With that said, now, how should you look at an NFO? There are four main types uh, into which we can group all new funds that come. And the nature of these groups will tell you or give you an indicator of what to do. The first type is AMCs filling the gap in their list of funds in the different categories. By that, I mean, you know, you're, you know, SEBI has, SEBI's categorization mandate allows an AMC to have one fund per category. So, a lot of the new funds will be AMCs that 
didn't have funds in some of these categories which are therefore launching schemes to uh, fit the gap or fill the gap so it could be small cap fund it could be a balanced advantage or a multi cap focused gold silver overnight short duration copper bond anything right and of course new amcs will obviously they will have to launch funds to build up their suite of funds so with these types of nfos where they are basically just you know uh, filling in the gaps in their product suite there is nothing new you can very easily skip such nfos whether it's a new amc or old amc you can well afford to wait and watch before deciding whether you should add these to your portfolio or not these kind of funds very rarely offer any differentiation from the existing set of funds in these categories and you could be taking higher risk from the lack of history because you have nothing to judge the fund by you could be taking a higher risk by going for these funds you will in most cases have established alternatives in the same category that are better uh, options for you to invest in until there is more history built up in these new funds so you know you can make a better judgment on whether this fund is suitable for you or not the thing to remember in all these categories is that you know these funds require understanding of the strategy how it performs across markets right how it how volatile it is or how good it's con- at containing downsides how good it is at in navigating different market cycles whether its strategy complements the others in your portfolio right um so these kind of funds require that type of understanding which you will not get at the time of nfos um for example uh take balanced advantage funds right what is important is the extent to which they use derivatives to hedge their equity risk because that has an impact on both the risk and the return and what you would use it for in your portfolio uh for multi cap funds for example how they allocate to different market caps based on the market cycles is important how they uh in equity funds how they contain downsides is important in debt funds how they manage both the uh, up cycle and a down uh, interest rate cycle is important so like i have said multiple times now you don't know all these aspects at the time of the funds nfo period so there's a higher risk in going for such unknown funds here and especially because in most of these categories there are enough other options that is there are enough other funds that have shown their metal in delivering above average performance consistently and which uh, you can invest in or which you can add to your portfolio if you're specifically looking for that type of fund right so there's no point to these new funds even if they have very very nice names for their investment strategies the second type of nfos uh, is passive that is uh, debt and equity index funds or etfs because these are passives you already have a history by which to judge the investment worthiness because you have you know the underlying index data so you will know what returns are like you will know what performance is like so to that extent it's easier in passive new funds uh to make a decision because there's some information on which you can see whether it fits your portfolio or uh 
not. In these NFOs, a few points to remember when you're looking at them, when you're evaluating them. First, do not assume that all index funds and ETFs are good investments, right? Just because it's passive does not mean that it is good. There are indices that do not deliver. There are indices that are not good for your portfolio or may not do much for your portfolio. So always check and compare index performance using uh, the, 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 the same metrics that you would with active funds. That is the consistency, the uh, upsides, downsides, volatility and so on. If uh, Especially if the index is derived on uh, factors like low vol or alpha or value or something. Understand whether that index beats that parent it's derived from. Right? This will make you arrive at a better decision on whether that passive is that uh, index fund or ETF is a good fit for a portfolio than just looking at the name or what it's supposed to be doing. Right? The second point in passive uh, new funds is that if there are already similar index funds or ETFs that are based on the same index, then look at these funds to get an idea of trading volumes, especially for ETFs and uh, tracking error so that you understand, you know, whether this could potentially be a high track, whether tracking error is going to be an important factor to watch for. For example, you know, in, in uh, small cap indices or mid cap indices, generally tracking error tends to be higher. So in these cases, you might want to watch the tracking error for a while before uh, investing in these funds right and as a separate aside if there are plenty of similar passive funds or ETFs then you don't really need this new uh, fund right and in uh, ETFs especially it is always better to wait for some information on volumes on trading volumes before investing because that makes a big difference to the tracking error but in these new passive funds don't go by costs alone to make your decision, right? Most new funds will come with very low expense ratios because in passive, expense makes the biggest difference. So it might be tempting when you see very low expense ratios, but remember that costs are always subject, subject to change and nothing can be very cheap for very long. So keep that in mind before switching out for a passive fund you have just because there's a new fund that is coming out at a lower cost. And finally, remember also that the passive space is an evolving one. There could be newer options also opening up gradually as in when, because especially over the past two years, the number of passive options, uh, I mean, passive funds and ETFs that are coming in both debt and equity are huge. So just because you see a new index that you might like, don't immediately go ahead and invest in it. You can evaluate it, add it to your shortlist, uh, invest part of your surplus now and set aside part of it later for other opportunities or, you know, after seeing how this index performance in new index fund performance has uh, panned out. The third type of NFOs is thematic or sector NFOs. Here, it gets very, very tricky. For starters, thematic sector funds are extremely high risk. They need understanding of market cycles, how themes can come and go, how sectors can come and go, how these play out and all that. So 
unless you are an extremely high risk investor do not invest in thematic or sector nfos now apart from just the risk level in thematic funds whether it's nfos or otherwise timing becomes very very important you need to get in when the sector or theme is taking off and get out when that is played out in thematic or sector nfos don't assume that just because there's an nfo on it it's timed right it could just be that the amc is jumping in on what it observes the market or the investor community to be fancying so you may be getting in when valuations are already high or you know much of the theme has already played out so unless you are clued in enough on markets on uh on 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 understanding where different sectors are standing to make that judgment and to know whether is the right time to be betting on a theme or sector again avoid these thematic nfos it's a dual risk of getting both the timing wrong as well as the fund wrong okay so when you do have that uh you know uh, when you when you are tracking markets when you do have the knowledge to know which theme to go for then you can absolutely go ahead and evaluate thematic sector nfos add it to your portfolio if it, they are good fits because timing is important here it's different right unlike say a multi cap new fund or a mid cap new fund you can't really put off investing and wait to see whether the fund is performing or not because timing is of essence so where you have the knowledge to take the call you can well go ahead and start looking at adding thematic nfos to your portfolio but you know one check you can do is to see whether there are other funds on the same theme if there are and these funds have been good at delivering well in earlier phases where this uh, sector or this theme was an upswing then you know you may actually be better off going for those funds because they are a known quantity rather than the nfo but if there is no good alternative or if the timing is absolutely right then you can look to add uh, thematic funds at the time of the new fund offer itself of course remember again that these are very high risk so keep exposure limited the fourth type of nfos is international funds though these are few and far between now since there are restrictions on funds investing overseas we are not seeing that many international nfos what we have seen are a few de- international debt nfos uh, so far we have had only international equity funds this year we have had a few international debt funds investing in us bonds but uh, even if they are different in terms of offering we don't think these are good fits for domestic investor portfolios for a variety of reasons we have written two very detailed explanations on why this is so for the uh, uh the 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 debt nfos that have come up so you can go and read them to understand in detail but when it comes to equity international funds you have both active and passive but whatever be the case remember that international does not equate to good portfolio diversification right 
just because like we saw like i said with all passive is not good all international is not good diversification there are only some markets that truly provide that uh, differentiation to a portfolio that low correlation to indian markets and only those therefore will make suitable investments and uh, the market here that we prefer for international investments are us markets again we have a very detailed article on this so you can go and check that for an explanation on why we think only us uh, based funds are good so when you see an international nfo always evaluate and see whether it actually offers something different to your portfolio and in international our preference again is that you go for passive because it's difficult to track active funds you know even in in our own market when we have access to underlying index information we have access to so much data so in 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 it's easier to track and understand fund performance in international funds it is as it is not easy to understand fund performance so as far as possible go for only passive funds here so most nfos will fall into one of these four buckets that i just explained and if you understand the nature of that nfo you will know how to approach it based on you know the tips that we have given but one last thing i just want to leave you with the bottom line in an nfo essentially is that you don't really need it in all seriousness okay in all seriousness when when you're looking at a new fund when you're considering whether or not you should add it to your portfolio or before you add it to your portfolio ask yourself three questions one does the strategy require does this fund strategy require you to wait and watch to see how the fund executes it and how it fits in your portfolio if the answer is yes do not go for it at the time of the nfo watch performance and add it only when it shows consistent outperformance against benchmark and peers over a period of time two is the fund going to be different from other funds if the answer is no then what's the point in looking at it you're not doing your portfolio any favors by adding a fund that is very similar to something that already is there when there is an established fund that's following the same style as a new one and this established fund is beating the market in peers it would be far better to go with the known entity you will still have a consistent quality fund that's giving you the same opportunity you are not losing anything by skipping the new fund you're not losing any novelty factor or any performance factor third and very important do you really need it simply adding funds because they look nice is just going to give you too many funds to handle and no matter how superlative that fund is going to be if you hold too many funds small allocation to a fund will not make much of an impact on your overall returns either
right? So answer these three questions. Even if you have evaluated an NFO and figure that it may be good, ask yourself these three questions and see whether it has to be a part of your portfolio or not. Remember that an NFO is nothing special that needs your immediate attention. It's just another fund that's now available in the market. So keep that in mind, evaluate the opportunity correctly and then add only when it is necessary and remember that you can always add it to your portfolio later if performance is truly good. With uh, that, I will close this podcast and we'll see you next time. Prime Investor Financial Research Private Limited with brand name PrimeInvestor.in is an independent research entity offering research services on personal finance products to customers. We are a SEBI-registered research analyst with registration number INH 2000008653. The discussions or recommendations, if any, made herein are an expression of views and or opinions and should not be deemed or construed to be advice for the purpose of purchase or sale of any security, nor a solicitation or offering on any investment or trading opportunity. Please make your own investment decisions based on your investment objective and financial position and using such independent advisors as you believe is necessary. Financial products discussed herein are subject to market risks. Read all scheme and security related documents carefully before investing.